0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you
1: see, cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffon's dream. Mm-hmm, I've got a know. chamber of secrets, there's a basilisk <laughs> there for you even if you wanted to quit quidditch where would you find the broom
2: oh is this is this our other podcast
1: <laughs> yeah welcome to our carly ray jeffson podcast um
2: <laughs> uh, kind of a relief to be honest but i feel like you changed yeah. the words around a little bit
1: yeah well you know we've been reading the chamber of secrets and uh not been having the best time with it i must admit the i, I don't think either of us are, are in love with this book right now um so I've been turning to the fandom for a little bit of a, a pick-me-up. Um and it turns out that there are a lot of parody songs out there and because there's no news this week cuz nothing happened. JK Rowling hasn't been tweeting. Uh nobody died, nobody got married. Um we're kind of we're kind of on on the on the rocks on the outs with with news. So we're going to do a little dive into some beautiful uh th- some might say that this is like diy but for your ears um so
0: oh so yeah you might yeah. you might
1: find something to relate to here but instead of uh hot glue we have auto-tune and instead of chopsticks we have uh changed lyrics oh yeah that worked
2: <laughs> oh no it's great it's great um uh song parodies are a, a huge hit on on YouTube dot com, yes. Uh, I don't know if I am just too old because I I don't remember song parodies being a huge thing.
1: I mean, did when you I not, was, did you ever were, were did I I had a huge Weird Al phase as a kid. I don't know. I don't know if that hit you when you were a teen, but no, definitely, no, definitely for uh, me.
2: I know, I know that he came to the local fair, but I don't think I ever really. <laughs> I don't think I really ever got into Weird Al. Um, I remember feeling like a little bit, I guess, offended because he he would typically, you know, poke a little fun at some songs that I found very, you know, emotionally really, resonant at that yeah, age. Yeah, very important. Yeah. So no, no, I don't think I don't think I ever went through that. Um, but but I guess I guess you're right that I mean that is song parodies
1: yeah um, i mean he really opened the door for this so this is uh weird al if you're listening to this this is your fault um <laughs> but you a heavy are welcome, to put on weird but, but al's shoulders wel- but you are welcome to, to come on the shrieking shack if you so desire uh, sure why not to to defend yourself i guess but let's kick things off here um i've i've found well so i made a rule here because like i like like you said when we did the diy stuff i don't i'm not here to be mean I don't want to dunk on, like, a bunch of teenagers who are just, like, changing the lyrics to songs. So everything I'm going to play here has, like, at least 2 million views on YouTube uh, and is, you know, by someone who probably has a lot more money than us because of it, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: So sour, sour,
1: real sour grapes only. Uh, No punching down on teenagers. Punching up (laughs) on YouTubers big time, though. All right, so... Without further ado, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna drop this bomb on you. Sure. <laughs> so, right away, real good stuff.
0: I'm ice cold. I'm that white So, hates me, but what can he do? Cut the kid. Who
2: lived, i'm dancing
1: cool. yeah I. me too um so here we oh here we go so
0: I'm too high. Retire, I'm too high.
1: so here's the thing with all of these is that the um i feel like we could almost if we had more of these to go through uh we could like place bets on how far they get in the song before they just have to default to the original lyrics because they couldn't come up with anything uh (laughs) and so i give that one like 30 seconds before they get to the the hot hands part uh and and just gave up um so that's good
2: uh i mean sometimes if it fits it fits
1: um does have very hot hands
2: he has hot hands uh palms you know always sweating um No
1: that's a different song.
2: Oh,
0: yep, Mom's, you're right. Mom's spaghetti.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could not find Oh, I should have looked. I didn't see if there are any Eminem parodies, but uh, there's got to be a Harry Potter like a Malfoy as Eminem parody somewhere. That's got oh, to yeah. exist. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh but but like I said, like sometimes the lyrics just just work, so you just got to roll with it.
1: Yeah. Um and to be fair, Sometimes not changing the lyrics, if you know, if you really can't come up with anything, it's just better than coming up with something forced. Which we're going to get to. Uh, I've split this one into two parts for you. Great. Um, but uh, I'm just gonna, you know, let's let's soak in the the intro here. Remember this one? Oh yeah. really good that like the instrumentals for all these songs are just out there for people to do this
0: potter, run. potter run. <laughs> <laughs> we live forever, dog. we never die, we never die. We never die.
1: Let's, go. let's go so there's you know there there's a little bit of an intro there i guess i guess they did change party rock to potter rock so that's you know that's you know good.
2: We, you know we spent a lot of time watching these videos uh checking them out seeing what youtube has to offer and i have to say that uh right now i'm only hearing the audio and i'm a little bit more on board
1: <laughs> than <laughs> when, when, when I... i'm
2: watching these like high production
1: yeah v- music all,
2: videos
1: all of these always have like that these are like all from around the time that i think the Deathly hallows movies were coming out so like 2010 2009 and they all have that like iphone camera look where it's hd but like not something looks kind of off and like there's a lot of bloom on them a lot of the time and Mm -hmm, everyone mm -hmm. everyone has that like one party city dumbledore beard in all of these videos and (laughs) he's dancing in the background i did not grab because i figured it would be too too easy because we've already been like tweeting about it but those incredible house songs uh i think that dumbledore beard shows up in every single one of those um and uh i the video component is crucial for those ones because they they kill dobby they
2: they, they just kill him yeah they just
1: they just kick dobby square in the face uh against the wall uh, so R.I.P. Dobby, the Slytherin's God, yeah. But yep, let's continue yep. here. Um, so uh, so I mentioned before that, like, you know, sometimes they don't change the lyrics. Uh, this one, they do change the lyrics. And honestly, I've been thinking, I like, I, I found all these last night. I went to bed and woke up. And this was still haunting me in a way because I'm trying to figure out what it means. Sure, sure. Uh, the end of this one. So here we go.
0: Harry uh-huh. Potter's in the house tonight. Best i be looking for a fight. Cause he gon' make you lose your mind. Yeah. Oblivion fools that step out of life. Right, so
1: far so good, right? Sure. Snape and slither in all steps to the right. And we gon' use these rooms to fly. Yeah. 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 We just wanna see you. Quit it Mm. so what mm, what does that mean um
2: uh i'm so far removed now like my brain is very far removed from the original lyrics
1: I, okay yeah to be fair i'm i don't actually remember what happens there because all i remember is, is the beginning but yeah <laughs> uh um I, I i don't think that it was anything that was two syllables or right? Maybe I don't know. Do they say bitch in there? Like, I, is well, Quidditch I really bitch?
2: when I was hearing it, what my what I kind of auto filled into that spot is die. Y-
1: yeah, or like something I, with one syllable. Hold on, but they play it a, off
2: like a joke, like we're supposed to know what the the curse is.
1: I'm gonna look this. Up. I'm I'm doing some really good podcast research here. Lmfao party rockin' uh, lyrics. <laughs> We're going to go check this out. We're going to go to to rap genius and figure out. Okay, so party rock intro party rock. Yeah, woo. Let's go hook party rockers in the house tonight. Everybody just have a good time. Oh, it's we just want to see you shake that. So it is two syllables, but quidditch. We're going to make you lose your mind. Everybody just have a good time. We just want to see you shake that. We just want to see you quidditch. Hmm. okay i
2: I Hmm. gotta say that joke does not um it kind of falls flat for
1: me i don't really yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not feeling that one so much um Uh,
2: maybe it's because we have such a um deeply rooted hatred for quidditch
1: yes you just can't yeah yeah i I don't want to see anyone quidditch frankly
0: Mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: um i i never want to see quidditch again um so reminding me of it in song form just makes me think of bad times honestly so yeah thank uh please do apologize for party rocking uh because you have reminded me of how much i hate quidditch that's that's that's
2: where i am on that one yeah i I assume that this one really relies on um what i'm gonna call generously call referential humor
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um you know it's the it's it's this song, uh, but with with Quidditch in it. And I know what Quidditch <laughs> is. So I really I enjoy it. that. And I hate <laughs> it, but I know it. So,
1: yeah, that's right. So I
2: like it. You know?
1: Yeah, I can get with that. Um, now we're going to move on to the piece, the resistance. Mm. Uh, you know what this is. We we were we were loving this one. It was, uh, you know, no, I'm just going to let it play. Here we go. Sure. We got I got sure. three, ch- three chunks here.
0: Mm.
2: love this song
1: love this one always think of Harry Potter when I hear this song
2: oh yeah oh is that a train I hear oh yeah oh oh the,
0: Ouch.
1: the auto-tune here the hufflepuff is hufflepuff incredible cuz it like like auto tune okay w- 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 let me walk this back auto tune gets a little bit of a bad rap in pop music i think i think it can sound really cool if you do something with it but what is being done here is i th- think they just literally like hard cut slotted the notes he was singing into different notes and so it has <laughs> this really weird staircase vibe to it where it's just going Wah! like like but- <laughs> like really really disturbing. Uh, yeah, um, and
2: the other great part about it is that um they appear uh to have when when the various people harmonize, the actual track just gets louder.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so I, I clipped that too. I've got I've got some oh, see, Okay, okay. I'm getting ahead yeah, yeah. of myself. No, no, no. It's very it's a very important part of this one.
0: Here come the raven Claus, chilling with some sleep Okay.
1: Ah! It just gets me, like way like they just like tracked all of the individual things on top of each other, and like while I, I was having so while I was editing the previous clips, I was like you know amplifying them a little bit, compressing them so they would like work on a podcast, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do that with these with this song because it, like. In Audacity when I open this one, it's like barely audible for the for most of it. And then whenever the harmonies come in, like there's just this gigantic spike where it where it peaks. Uh and I and it's yeah. like I that effect is just gone if I change it. And so uh so kudos to the producer here.
2: Yeah, I think this one um I mean I guess this song, the, the original, is a very literal song mm-hmm. um, uh, with, you know, people and places and th- like lots of nouns in this song, I would say. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it, it trans- it's like a pretty good choice for just slotting other nouns into it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. that's kind of my analysis of this one.
1: the, the 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 peak of this is at the end here where they're in the chorus uh and the the thing about it getting louder when they harmonize is like no more apparent than it is here in this incredible denouement (laughs) <laughs> harmonized eh. at, the, at the end they're like did they just get everyone in the booth and go okay I need you to just say Ed eh. Ed United
2: I I mean I have to assume the average age that's watching these videos is like 12 like I feel like this is um, I shouldn't reference Jake Paul two episodes in a row but I'm going to like this feels like <laughs> like kind of like Jake Paul syndrome where um i'm like watching these videos and i'm like realizing that this really is like probably an audience of 10 year olds
1: or was at one point like i don't know when like are these getting they, oh, although i say that because like i said these all came out around the same time that the movies were ending mm-hmm. but there was one i found that came out like three days ago
2: right uh, like also also these probably not happening. appropriate that one the recent one
1: Mm, not appropriate for
2: 10 year olds i don't think
1: no that one's Um, not maybe
2: it would maybe it would go over their heads for the most part um yeah but uh it was it was what a a yule ball no it was like hogwarts prom
0: rap yeah
1: hogwarts prom rap uh which starts off not parodying any rap song in particular because i don't think anyone involved has listened to rap um (laughs) except like halfway through it becomes a parody of of future's mask off or at least like the the flow is the same, and that yeah, part yeah. really weirded me out. Because um, uh, there's a,
2: it's like a, it's it's a
1: it's Hogwarts a rap prom, yeah,
2: something something Hogwarts
1: prom, yeah, it's, uh, it is it is it is <laughs> it's mask off, like, but but the, there's no flute, there's no other references to the song mask off, but they're just doing the flow, and so like I, it has to be that somebody heard that song on the radio or something and like was i don't know let it like subconsciously seep into the project because the like the beat is nothing (laughs) like mask off the lyrics are nothing like mask off uh their voices sound nothing like future but but you know
2: yeah not close
1: (laughs) (laughs) not not quite
2: like future um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty neutral about these existing overall as more is just like a curiosity um although i am very negative about the one uh where they killed dobby yeah that Um, one's fucked
1: up these are just like these are just a, a an oddity i think um and i like as a as to to keep us from going like full negative here there was that frozen parody one uh where i felt very defensive towards the person who who sung it they they made a like malfoy focused parody (laughs) of let it go from frozen which i mean like that's perfect right like that is the internet in yes i think it's in microcosm but uh uh someone wrote this comment on there which i found very very cruel uh It was awful. I honestly can't think of a reason why others enjoyed it. I personally am a huge Harry Potter fan who absolutely adores anything related to it, but this was just insulting. Not only to Harry Potter fans, but to Tom Felton himself. Draco (laughs) was portrayed as a horrible character, and Tom Felton did this amazingly, and you guys are giving him no credit for this whatsoever. The singing was awful, the clips shown were clumsily put together, and there was hardly any rhyme in this parody, so I suggest you perhaps think of some funny content and put it in a sketch or video or something? I'm so sorry to have to post this, but I'm honestly trying to help you guys, HP fan to HP fan. Please respond. Jesus. <laughs> like, calm the fuck down. Like, sure, these are corny, but, but, but good I think Lord. Tom
2: Felton's gonna be okay.
1: <laughs> Tom Felton's probably right. Maybe Tom Felton wrote this comment. Um... <laughs> he just hated this a lot but the 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 first reply to this comment is so good because it is just in all caps bitch (laughs) (laughs) which i've got to agree that comment that a little a little much yeah it's a little bitchy a little bitchy (laughs) just
2: a little bitchy youtube commenter um uh yeah i'm not sure who shows up on these uh, you know I know we talked about this when we did our um, our deep dive into Charlie Bone um, mm-hmm. for our um, April Fool's episode, uh, but I'm not sure who it who it is that that is uh, browsing YouTube and goes to these videos of just like clearly some like teenager sitting in their bedroom recording like a Draco Malfoy Let It Go uh, <laughs> video, and it has like 2,000 views. It's like, better take this down a peg.
1: Yeah, please respond. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's all I've got for us. Um, but if you, the listener, uh, has a, a good, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen emotion, Harry Potter parody, please send it to me on Twitter,
2: please,
1: please please respond.
2: Yes, we love it. Um, can we, uh, before we get into our chapters, uh, can we take a, a small little detour, uh, and talk about, uh, 30 seconds to Mars?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I feel I like we've been,
2: we've been kind of dropping these hints. Um, uh-huh. We've been kind of sprinkling them throughout uh, these podcasts, laying down little clues um, that are like our, our favorite online Harry Potter content, which is uh, Harry Potter AMVs set <sighs> to the song This Is War by 30 uh-huh. Seconds to Mars. Um, and I say AMV. I know Harry Potter is not anime. Maybe it should be. This should uh, but, be, but I'm just going to call them AMVs because that's what you do. Um, mm-hmm. This song, a little, a little bit of history, uh, was used in an ad for Dragon Age Origins,
0: mm-hmm. which I
2: feel really laid the groundwork for this being the most literal song to set for like a fan music video.
1: Absolutely, it is. It is tailor made for like i cannot think of a song released in the last decade or so that is more like pitch perfectly crafted top to bottom to be used in trailers you know like
2: yeah
1: it's very catchy it has a huge emotional chorus the lyrics are just complete nothing you you could you, <laughs> can, you could fit anything you could set anything to these lyrics and it would make sense because it's just vaguely describing like a conflict with multiple sides and people in it and it is it's perfect it's 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 you can you can like we obviously we, we we deep dive on the harry potter stuff but if you're you're out there and you have a favorite franchise that you love to see fan content of like put it plus this is war in youtube you will find at least one i promise you that
2: yeah yeah anything um i'm sure for as many harry potter this is war videos there are probably 10 uh marvel franchise this is war videos Oh God, yeah um, i sent you
1: not one <laughs> but two deep space nine this is war videos at one point
2: oh yeah i yeah because i'm a big deep space nine fan and now i'm also this is also the curse of this is war because it's it's just a god-awful song i just (laughs) i just fucking hate this song but but the problem, like you can't like if you listen to it enough times and believe me we have listened to it enough times you just you just have to like it it's just you you can't
1: it's it is it is so scientifically (laughs) designed it is it is crafted like to get an emotional response out of you and if you listen to it enough it will wear you down and you will by the third video find yourself going like oh yeah that is a pretty cool hook like yeah you're gonna
2: be getting hype because this is horror
1: Mm -hmm. and you just
2: can't help it this this song was grown in a lab
1: So so was Jared Leto, probably. Like,
2: oh yeah, well, definitely. Um, so this is like kind of this is like kind of my call to action for everyone to go and watch these videos because they're incredible. Um, and also to just lay the groundwork that that's um kind of a majority of what we do here is watch Harry Potter videos. Yeah, yeah. here here in
1: the Shrieking Shack (laughs) offices, uh, what we like to do is sit around, uh, look up DIY tutorials and listen to "This Is War." (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah so so keep an eye out for future content we will be maybe i don't know if that's a that's a normal episode segment or a bonus episode but we will be doing a ranking of this is war videos i think
2: yeah yeah and also you know there's a part in the song uh that you know it's like i I first you know i've listened to the song a hundred times and i can't even think what are the like goes like there's the martyr, the victim, the soldier, the civilian. That's the like good part of the songs. People will like pair characters to the different, mm-hmm. yeah, different yeah, yeah. lyrics. Um, so we'll probably be, we should probably like make a definitive list of who belongs with each. Uh,
1: oh yeah, each that's a v- here. great idea. We do a bracket of like who is the soldier, who is the civilian, who is yeah, the martyr, yeah, and who is yeah, the victim. So, I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah. Uh, So, just laying the groundwork for that, um, but I think that we've uh, kind of gone on this musical tangent long enough, and we should move on to our chapters.
1: Let's get ready to read.
2: So, this week, we read chapter 13 and chapter 14, and chapter 13 is the very secret diary, and uh, bear with me here, because we go to a lot of... A lot of different places and a lot of things happen. Uh, So we start out and Harry and Ron are visiting Hermione in the hospital because she was turned into a cat. They are talking kind of about coming to terms with their suspicions being incorrect that Draco was the heir and, and wondering where to go from there. Harry and Ron leave the hospital and they hear a commotion. The corridor where Mrs. Norris was attacked has has been flooded again. So they go to investigate Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. And they find a blank diary that was thrown into one of the toilets. Uh, Harry looks at the diary. He sees that uh, the name on it is T.M. Riddle. He speculates that he was Muggle-born because the diary uh, was purchased in London, in Muggle London. Ron remembers the name T.M. Riddle from the trophy room when he had detention earlier in the book. So they go to investigate that later later. On Valentine's Day, Lockhart has thrown a celebration. On their way to lessons, Harry receives a singing Valentine's message. He's embarrassed and he drops his book bag. Draco picks up the diary that has, has spilled from the book bag, and also a bunch of ink has spilled all over his stuff. Uh, Harry gets really mad. He's, he's sick of Malfoy's shit, so he hits him with an Expelliarmus. And then the diary, you know, goes back to Harry. He's very happy. He's had kind of got one over on Malfoy, finally. Uh, As Draco's walking away, he has kind of a a last final thing to say, which was that uh, Ginny sent the telegram and we see her embarrassed, running away. She also has a moment where she sees that Harry has the diary and is horrified. She's still kind of a blaring alarm bell there. (laughs) 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 Uh, so because he spilled ink all over his stuff, he notices later on that the diary doesn't have any ink on it. So he tries to write in the diary when he's alone in his dorm later on. Uh, Tom Riddle, excuse me, T.M. Riddle, (laughs) uh, writes back and says that he can show Harry who opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. Harry goes into the diary and sees a scene of Tom Riddle. I guess we do know that it's Tom Riddle at this point. Uh, talking to the current headmaster, Headmaster Dippet, and being told that the school was going to be closed because of all the attacks. If they didn't stop, Hogwarts is going to be closed forever. Um, and, and we find out Tom doesn't want to go back to his muggle orphanage. Orphanage if the school is closed then we see tom riddle run into dumbledore dumbledore's like says something like why are you why are you out after curfew uh tom then walks and confronts hagrid who's in a classroom and is there with a monster and has kind of a, a grandiose speech uh you know you can't keep doing this hagrid and harry leaves the diary with the revelation that hagrid was the one that had opened the chamber of secrets 50 years ago and that's the end of the chapter.
1: so this plot (laughs) is bad right like like there is no saving the plot at this point
0: Mm -hmm. however
1: where has this tension been for the last six chapters
2: yeah um i think it is unfortunate that the good kind of saving graces of this book are all in the mystery because the mystery is bad but there was suspense in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will say that there was a a building of tension. Uh, there were some, some kind of spooky elements. I was the most invested in the mystery in this chapter that there's I have just been like, so
1: far. There's some mood setting stuff in this chapter that I don't think... Like, for as plotting as the, ch- the last few chapters have been, there hasn't been that much in the way of, like atmosphere building really and there's some there's some stuff i highlighted in this uh in especially in the in the part where harry is inside tom's memory Mm -hmm. that like where there's just like here's a paragraph to like set the scene which i don't think has really happened much in this book and there's some really great uh descriptions and stuff in there hermione spends nearly half this book in the hospital at this point right like yeah she's more or less written out now like like the next chapter she'll be even more written out but she is already in the stages of being written out here which is frustrating because she was the driving force behind the plot up to this point and now that she, i feel like now that that link is severed and like now we are really left with harry and like a little bit of ron here like everything has just kind of gone off the rails here for me
2: yeah it seems strange that uh, we can't manage to have two characters spearheading their own motivations, especially because we have Ron who appears to only serve the purpose of providing exposition. The fact that we can't have Hermione spearhead a, an issue that she cares about and has per, a personal stake in. And also Harry do the same thing at the same time for his own reasons is absurd to me. Like we, we get Hermione written out in this chapter and then for the rest of the book and the next chapter and finally we get harry doing things for the first time in this chapter Mm-hmm. why <laughs>
1: <laughs> this this is wild to me because i i and you know i i don't really like to, to to criticize things this way all the time because the answer is never as simple as as like well why didn't they just do this but this set of chapters feels like it should have come way way earlier. Like like nearly every interesting element of the mystery that is providing tension here aside from like the disembodied voice is introduced here. Like the the mysterious diary that like has no writing in it and like, you know, can't get can't get uh soaked like because everything disappears. Like that w- we don't get any time to stew with that really. Like that clue is introduced and resolved in this chapter uh and like it's it's almost the same as um i i I hate to bring it up the norbert (laughs) chapter right like the problem is introduced (laughs) and resolved in the span of a chapter as opposed to being given some time to like i don't know like like just sit in the story for a while and provide a, a layer of tension or a you know a layer of mystery because all we have all we had for the past six chapters was i bet malfoy did it uh sometimes i hear a voice like not that compelling honestly
2: yeah yeah i i think that i mean uh i think the diary is probably the most interesting like plot element Uh, i think it's like like really i think the diary is scary
1: This is is
2: like a scary magical artifact, um, which, you know, we later find out is a Horcrux. And we, you know, later find out that Voldemort's like soul is in it. Um, And and it's it's scary. And I don't know why the the consequences of this like plot object have to act like normally, like over half of the book on a character that we don't ever see or know or. Right or like Ginny is just is nothing is nothing like we don't we don't care about Ginny
1: like imagine like uh, this this feels so frustrating because this feels like it is on the cusp of not only being a really good scary plot device but like something that ties into the theme of the story like there's the thing Ron says when they see the the diary in the bathroom where he's like like, freaking out and going, like, you know, hey, some books can be dangerous. Uh, (laughs) And, like, when I read that, I was like, oh, is this, is this, like, some meta-commentary? Like, is, is the diary, like, you know, wizard mind comp for whatever? And, like, (laughs) like, but, like, why hasn't, like, there are two things they could have done here. If Ginny needs to be in this story, if she was more front and center, and, like, imagine if Ginny was, like, popping up saying weirder and weirder, slightly wizard racist stuff, you know? Or mm-hmm. if Harry had gotten that like honestly, the story does not need Ginny. Uh she's barely in it. She's popped up twice to just be a clue, basically. She she's not a character. Um yeah. uh if Harry had gotten the diary at the beginning of the book And like been talking to Tom Riddle through it and slowly having, you know, his brain poisoned or whatever and and getting more like that would that would be a good excuse for all of his inaction in the story. Like if he if he was like kind of being reserved while all this stuff is happening because he's talking to Tom Riddle and thinks he knows what's really going on and is like like being seduced by this you know evil wizard book like that to me makes for a much scarier potential story than this one where this thing is introduced and resolved immediately you know
2: yeah um and i mean this is the this is the book that we're in for the the big result like uh dumbledore's resolution being his you know iconic line about choices and and how they uh you know matter more than whatever I don't. I don't know the line. You'd think I would know this iconic line. It's like choices or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, the
1: iconic Dumbledore line: "My bird can carry heavy." <laughs> uh, uh,
2: but it. I feel like that would be more resonant if Harry actually had a real moral choice to make instead of having like this weird wishy washy. Like, oh, I hope I'm not related to Salazar Slytherin. Yeah. What could that mean? Oh, I like. I'm. I have to. I talk to snakes, and people think that's bad
1: yeah like there's it's just this feels like such mispotential i guess um and like like i have all of these thoughts in my head about like how cool this story could have been and how scary it could have been and how frustratingly inept it feels in actuality i guess (laughs) like 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 this feels like a big obvious like to be clear the, the suggestion i had there is not subtle i like it doesn't need to be subtle to at least work thematically it within the story. I just feel like that would have been so much more of a like I don't know pointed thing to to like it, like it feels like the pieces of a metaphor are like here and like either they're clumsily like like maybe that's the point and it's just kind of clumsily put together or like J.K. Rowling had all of the perfect elements here and like never thought to actually close the loop on it you know
2: yeah yeah i I don't i don't know what happened with this book it is it feels a little bit like a train wreck i
0: (laughs) it really uh, does it's
2: just it's like a whole mess of a whole lot of stuff that just doesn't it it never it never comes together for me i still can't believe I, i have a list of of notes that i took here um and my like header is harry does so much stuff and it's like a list of like eight things that he chooses to do in this chapter, which I think is more than he's done in the rest of the book. And when you have totally. a point of view character, that's yeah. How does that happen?
0: I know, um, and, and they're and they're yeah. just
2: like little things. Like he, when uh when the bathroom is flooded, it's Harry that says, "Let's go and see." Um, when they see the diary in the ground, and and Ron is like, "Oh, that's dangerous." Harry says well we won't find out unless we look at it he said and ducked around Ron and picked it up off the floor like even things like that where he is taking an action or like making a choice or taking some initiative uh, or even having like a thought of his own
1: (laughs) expressing a preference one way or the other
2: Uh, he decides to go to the trophy room to investigate after Ron mentions that that he, he knows that name from the trophy room uh, in the previous chapters those sorts of like little investigative things would have been him standing there while ron and hermione resolve to go do something
1: right. also i i will say do you do you find it kind of funny that the school still has tom riddle's trophy lying around
2: uh yeah yeah that's another thing is i do not understand uh what's going on with the adults in this book <laughs> you know i feel like there is some some suspension of disbelief in the first book that is hand waved away at the end where dumbledore you know thinks that harry should be able to face voldemort or whatever um but you would this this is this is too much like this is why (laughs) it's like well dumbledore knows that tom riddle is voldemort and then and then it makes you wonder like do other people know like do do ordinary citizens know that Voldemort is Tom like it's just it's, it's just a prank like, like I don't understand like what's having, happening. Uh,
1: it's like oh we're, we're, like here here's our trophy cabinet. You know, this is this one is for for we won the the soccer championship, the inter, inter-school soccer championship. And this one, well this is Adolf Hitler's art award. Like <laughs> why do you have this?
2: Yeah i i don't i don't I know that the mystery to us the reader and also Harry is we don't know that Tom riddle is voldemort but the but I'm very confused about what the implication is for uh the rest of the wizarding world at large that this yeah. is such a mystery,
1: yeah, that shouldn't be what do you how do you feel about the the- the diary scene itself when Tom riddle goes to see Professor Armando Dipshit <sighs>
2: i'm glad i'm not the only one that reads it as dipshit um (laughs) i like the concept of this scene yeah i i love i love that um that i think i think you were telling you were saying something along the lines of liking the idea that um the diary is constructing an argument and showing harry you know select things to like influence Uh, like a perspective on what happened that is not true. I think there's something there. That's not what happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it is. That is what I wish happened.
2: Um, the, the the problem with the scene is that it's, it's really hard to talk about because at the same time, I know, I know this is a kid's book and I, I have kind of not very, very good perspective on what it's like to read this for the first time as a child. Mm -hmm. like i i don't remember this seeming very obvious but harry's takeaway from what he's shown in the diary doesn't seem like it should be that it was hagrid
1: no like like he or or if again if the diary had been a more present uh object in the story for longer and like this was the crux of the argument that tom riddle was building towards along with a bunch of other stuff Mm-hmm. i think it would have worked better like if, if if harry had already been brain poisoned by tom riddle enough by this point to fall for this very obviously obfuscated lie um that would make more sense but the way it works here is we just get this one scene and harry's like yep not questioning this one like
2: i i guess i went over it in our in our summary but just i i might go into a little bit of the like series of events from what harry's harry's watching yeah. so harry harry goes in and he's he's in um he, he doesn't really realize what's happening so he's like oh i'm in dumbler's office oh but it's not dumbler's office because none of his stuff is in here and he tries to talk to headmaster Dippet, and he and Dippet doesn't hear him because he's not really there uh voldemort excuse me tom riddle walks in um and it's interesting because Harry is reminded of his meeting with Dumbledore because Dippet asks Tom Riddle, like, do you know anything about about the chamber? And, and Tom Riddle says no. And Harry has this insight. He's like, that's the same no that I told to Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Like, like obviously, he knows something. Um, and Tom Riddle is trying to get permission to stay at the school over the summer because he doesn't want to go back to the orphanage. Um, And Dippet says no, like we've got, we have to close the school. So, so Tom Riddle, like, he's walking through, like Harry follows him through the castle. He runs into Dumbledore. Dumbledore's like, "What are you doing, Tom?" He's like, "I'm just seeing Headmaster Dippet." And then he just walks and goes and finds Hagrid, like feeding or or (laughs) petting or whatever this spider. And and that's the moment that he decides to kind of come clean about it all. It just is. It's extremely transparent, and I don't understand what it's not as if tom riddle is even trying to construct an argument it's just like very obvious you know well, what i'm like, saying like, uh, like, well, it just... well, like
1: when w- like harry observes like while like in the 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 dip it scene like it uh, tom riddle in the book all but does like the You know, in like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon or something where they're thinking really hard and they're like (laughs) doing the thinking emoji thing. And then they're like, you know, snap their fingers and like march off to like, like Tom Riddle basically does that. Like he's like thinking like, oh, fuck, how can I get my way? I know I'm going to go find Hagrid. Like, like it's so transparent how I again, the idea of it being a, a like selective presentation of a memory to tell a lie makes sense, mm-hmm. but it is if this is the best that Voldemort's got in terms of like argument construction, you know <laughs> like like I, yeah, yeah. where it's a kid's book, I guess it's it's it feels so obviously like Harry feels if Harry feels dumb here, and I wish that if like again, if he had been like worn down more over the course of the book and like was being subtly fed poisonous opinions about like muggle borns and stuff that would have made more sense but him just getting this diary deciding to write in it seeing this and then going yep that checks out is Ah, so i guess it was
2: hagrid
1: yeah it is so stupid i guess he's 12 i don't know it's i i did not i did not buy it and i i was i i don't buy him buying it either. you know
2: yeah it also makes tom riddle seem very silly I would say yeah. <laughs> the idea that that uh, Tom Riddle was at Hogwarts I uh, opened the chamber of secrets to murder people had been doing that you know like you do and, and then he's like oh I can't stay over the summer guess I'll stop
1: yeah is that like, <laughs> like this I know that this is like a, a um again like a selectively presented memory but how much of that is based in the actual truth is that what like is that how Voldemort <laughs> got his start like he couldn't go home over the summer or, or he had, he couldn't stay at hogwarts over the summer and like that's why like is that the blame they're playing they're laying here oh, it, this is i mean this is all funneling into the really bad like woe is me backstory for voldemort that we're going to get in the later books <laughs> um but like i'm sorry i don't have a shred of sympathy for him in this case like you know, it sounds like the orphanage sucks but uh maybe they should have put that part of the story before the part where he had killed people you know
2: yeah i like, i think that this is just a very like poorly constructed mystery overall like that I, I just it just doesn't work for me
1: like if if voldemort had like been abused and bullied and 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 you know trodden down into becoming a villain and like then open the chamber of secrets that would make sense but as far as i can tell he just did all that of his own volition first and then threw a strop when he couldn't stay at the school (laughs) uh and like at this point i don't care if someone like if like armando Dipit said no bitch and pulled out a revolver and shot tom riddle in the head right there (laughs) i kind of i like wouldn't have cared like 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 (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't have any sympathy for Tom Riddle. He just like opened he he summoned a racist snake to like kill students. Like what the fuck ever? Like like this is not a compelling origin story.
2: This is this starts the start of tension in this book. I swear to god, is this chapter, and we're on this this chapter starts on page 227.
1: <laughs> yeah! Yeah, like I and again to be clear, like it's it's so weird because aesthetically I think this chapter is fantastic um i think the the description of the memory and that whole scene is amazing um uh and and like the the book itself is cool and scary like the, Mm -hmm. the the concept of like the book that is talking back to him is really interesting but it's in service of like the dumbest plot you know
2: yes i really want to like it and I and I think that this chapter is the most I wanted to like it so far. This is the,
1: this is the best the mystery part has been. I mean, my favorite stuff is st- like, the, I think the first three chapters of this book, I would say, are like perfect. The, the Burrow, the Dursley stuff, the Burrow stuff and the Diagon Alley stuff is all incredible. Mm-hmm. Everything yep. at Hogwarts has been terrible, apart from our golden boy mr lockhart
2: mr lockhart Um, yeah
1: oh oh we should we should be clear uh the valentine's day stuff in this chapter is incredible
2: yeah Um, i was gonna get to that before we move on because that is the kind of like that's the best stuff
1: that's the the the, the best (laughs) stuff in this chapter is to try and cheer the school up professor lockhart ropes the entire staff into letting him throw a valentine's day party thing where he gets a bunch of dwarves to run around singing valentines to students it is incredible
2: i i have either very bad or very good news
1: uh-huh. so you
2: can ta- you can take this news um as you like it either okay. good or bad right. there is no extended lore about these dwarves no what there's oh. nothing
1: of all of the things in harry potter that like have not i mean like nearly everything has like an entry on pottermore or like a a wiki entry that goes way too deep are you telling me there's nothing
2: it is just this it is <sighs> it is it is just like if you go to the wiki it's just this chapter every like anything anything about them contained in this chapter and nothing else what are these guys
0: we'll never um, know
2: I I think like on the wiki it's, it they are they are gimli dwarves is that is what people seem to assume which I oh, I lean so... toward that um Yeah.
1: I and... yeah the the idea of like a big old bearded fantasy dwarf <laughs> like wearing wearing like the cupid shorts and like barreling down the hallway to tackle harry that is like the best image and i don't (laughs) think this happens in the movie i think this gets cut from the movie which is tragic so
2: so fucked up because this is like the best the best part um this is our musical episode this is shrieking shack the musical um that's true you know that's our that's our theme that's today's theme we started with singing uh And this is our singing in the middle, huh?
1: Yeah, this is our singing in the middle. Harry gets a valentine. Harry gets a valentine. Here is your singing valentine. His eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toad. His hair is as dark as a blackboard. I wish he was mine. He's really divine. The hero who conquered the Dark Lord. I, I was like going to
2: ask if you wanted to do it as a round, but there's only two of us, so I don't think that works. Um, <laughs> we can
1: harmonize. We but... could just go,
2: well, <laughs> people don't want that. We don't have, <laughs> I don't think we have an auto-tune machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it might blow some speakers if we do it the way they did it in that video. <laughs> uh,
2: so, yeah, I mean, I, I, liked the, I liked the singing Valentine a lot, and I felt really bad for Ginny. She's so embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she should be. It's very
1: embarrassing. Also, Harry uses the the gun spell uh, or the 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 uh, the taser spell on on Malfoy and doesn't really get in trouble. Uh,
2: no, he, I, he gets like scolded by Percy. I
1: I like that. I, here's the thing: I like that scene, but like Harry has been on eggshells for the entire book, not doing anything because he's worried about getting expelled. And I feel like shooting Malfoy with Expelliarmus is probably like not great.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Or does he just I... shoot
1: the diary? Like 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 I, <laughs> I I couldn't quite tell what happened in that scene cuz now like...
2: is such a weird spell because technically it's a disarming spell, right? Like that yeah. is the the literal what it does. And so Harry uses it to get the diary back like it he it, it return like it but that's not really disarming like Draco is not armed with a diary. <laughs> uh, yeah. so so yeah, I'm not really clear about the spell. Especially because you know it's a disarming spell but it apparently blasts someone across the room sometimes i don't yeah. know if that's like how strong you are
1: yeah if you're just like oh i don't know my own wand strength kablam i don't know
2: that's that's snape but it is a great he knows, scene he knows lockhart. his wand
1: strength Lock, yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, sorry lockhart. <laughs> Lock, lockhart continues to be the best part of this book uh um even in this chapter that has like increased stakes i guess um do you have anything else to 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 go on this one i don't think
2: so i think for the i think we'll just probably go right into the next chapter because it's a little bit of just a a culmination i guess of the previous chapter it's like i would describe it as like the consequences chapter (laughs) right yeah (laughs) um so i'll just go right into that this chapter is super duper short it's about 10 pages long uh i guess we start and harry ron and hermione are talking about hagrid uh, because harry harry goes to them and tells them the story of, of what he saw in the diary uh, They and they try to decide what to do and they resolve to not talk to hagrid unless there's another attack because there hasn't been another one in a long time the second-year students receive uh, s- there's some information about the third-year electives, and they talk about that a bit, and Harry tries to, re- like, figure out what he's going to take next year. Uh, while Harry is at Quidditch practice, someone has gone through all of his things and has stolen Tom Riddle's diary. Hermione points out that it would have had to be a Gryffindor since no one else knows the password to their common room. The next day, Harry is on the way to Quidditch practice when he hears the voice again. Or, excuse me, um... A Quidditch game, I think. Uh, When he hears the voice again, he asks Ron if he heard it. Ron's like, no, I never hear it. Hermione says, quote, I think I've finally understood something and goes to the library. The Quidditch game is starting, but McGonagall runs out onto the Quidditch pitch and the game has been canceled. Uh, She takes Ron and Harry aside. Hermione and Penelope Clearwater have been petrified and... Hermione at the time was holding a mirror. McGonagall asks them, do you know anything about this? They don't, they do not. Harry and Ron are like, oh, well, there's been another attack. So I guess we're going to go talk to Hagrid. They put on the invisibility cloak and they go to Hagrid's hut after curfew. When they get there, Hagrid is like really nervous. But before they can ask him about the chamber, there's a knock at the door. Cornelius Fudge, the minister of magic is there to arrest Hagrid for some reason. Dumbledore says that Hagrid has his full confidence. Lucius Malfoy also shows up and says that dumbledore has been voted out of being the headmaster dumbledore says something cryptic like his other iconic line that i can't remember about it's
1: it's uh there uh, there'll always be help for at hogwarts for people who ask for it or some shit like that
2: yeah yeah something like that and hagrid says if anyone wants to know some stuff follow the spiders and that's the end of the chapter
1: Big thanks to Professor McGonagall for saving us from Quidditch.
2: I I was so weird. I was like, oh my god, it's, like, it's a sneaky Quidditch game. I had no idea what <laughs> I was in for. I was like, oh, is this a secret Quidditch chapter? And then, <laughs> and then, and then McGonagall saves us. I'm like, my hero of this whole book. Thank yeah. you, McGonagall.
1: Um, so Hermione's gone for yep. good now.
2: She's Great. good. She's gone. She's out of the book.
1: Um. The thing with so like i I, i'm glad she got to drop her last and best clue which is it had to be a gryffindor um (sighs) which is a very good observation that none of these dipshits think about for more than two seconds
2: it make it was two chapters ago that we were in the slytherin common room
1: yeah two chapters um i also really love uh there is a line here that just uh, this is a little later in the chapter. it's weird to talk about time scale in this chapter because it is only like 10 pages um harry this feels like jk was like writing a script rather than a book because the i think it's time to get out my dad's old cloak is such a like (laughs) well like 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 baller transition line like you know that she was thinking in her head like oh yeah like like cue the fucking music we've got the invisibility cloak back like
2: <laughs> it's the stealth sequence
1: which okay also you just spent four or five chapters getting all this fucking crap to go into the and <laughs> common room you know what you had in your bag this whole time my dude you had the invisibility cloak
2: Oh my You're god! Tell- I didn't even think of that. I was so mad about Hermione <laughs> saying that there was no way anyone other than Gryffindors could get in the common room when we were in the southern common room two chapters ago. That I <laughs> didn't even think of that.
1: <laughs> They've had the invisibility cloak this whole time. You're telling me that like when Hermione was like, uh "I'm gonna make this potion that tastes like shit and we need to do a bunch of like crazy crap to make," Harry didn't go like, "I have an invisibility cloak. We could just like wait by the." the door and walk in and talk and like listen to to listen to malfoy and then walk out like
2: Uh, this book is a mess it is just a fucking mess i am a little bit shocked and it's it's like it just keeps catching me off guard by just how honestly it's so messy
1: um so uh, you know i i think like when like in one of our very early episodes we were talking about how like things we remember from this series and like i one of my like clearest harry potter memories is thinking that the third book is the best one but also i think that the time turner is like the like like that is the end of any semblance of like logic in the story you know like Like, that is, that is like, the biggest thing that's written into the story that, like, undermines itself. I am wrong. The Invisibility Cloak is that, because think of how we would not need any of the previous chapters if Harry remembered he had the Invisibility Cloak before
2: then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... The Invisibility Cloak is such a silver bullet that... At every turn, they either need to forget or just leave on the tower when they they smuggle Norbert up to the
1: (laughs) Norbert is a specter that will haunt this book series all the way through.
2: Okay, but I don't feel bad talking about the Norbert chapter because this chapter references it! It sure does! It starts off and it says like, oh we don't think hagrid would want to kill people but he did have a dragon last year
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah also hagrid's so, old hagrid's like 70 which i did not maybe think giants ever. live a
2: really long time and also yeah. wizards, live time. wizards live a long time
1: a long time too yeah I, I always gotten the impression that he was like 30s or 40s or something um but yeah the yeah he they remember they have the invisibility cloak Finally, uh there's the the brain genius line from Hermione that <laughs> it, it had to be a Gryffindor. Um there is the absolutely incredible Okay, I could not tell. Is George just telling a really, really dark joke? Or is he being serious that he thinks that Percy is upset because he didn't think a prefect would get attacked?
2: I don't know i thought that was i mean (laughs) i i don't get that line at all i know that the point is that no one knows why he's upset because it's his secret girlfriend but i don't i don't understand that line like i don't i don't get that (laughs) The,
1: the significance of that line yeah um because it just seems like very serious for george but also like could be just a really mean joke and i can't i can't tell um also i am on lee jordan's side they should chuck all the slytherins out right
2: (laughs) i i laughed at that that seems totally reasonable yeah like i think they should um maybe get rid of slytherin house
1: that's the that is the smartest thing anyone has said in this entire book uh is is just chuck the slytherins out like why do we need the nazi house who built a snake chamber under the school um yeah and then the 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 like big reveal slash like like climactic scene in haggard's hut is i can't wait to see how they handle it in the film because it reads as a farce to me it is so like Uh the the description of what is happening is so fucking funny (laughs) to me so they go to hagrid's hut they're invisible then dumbledore arrives with the prime minister then lucius malfoy shows up and they're all in there arguing it is like it is like a scene from faulty towers or something or like an snl sketch it is it is just like Five or six of the most important characters in the series all crammed into one tiny house <laughs> are arguing about what to do with Hagrid. It is so fucking stupid.
0: Also,
2: this just scene just doesn't work for me at all, um, in the same way that like if you think about what the adults know in this circumstance, it just is completely nonsensical. Um It's it's
1: I I mean like I get that this is like a oh like incompetent p- politicians thing but cornelius fudge just straight up says like this is just an image like i ne- I just need to get you know arrest someone you know like,
0: <laughs> like
2: the part that i'm confused about is i don't understand whether or not hagrid like i know that he was expelled but did he go to G- like so he was expelled for murdering someone yeah why does cornelius right? fudge
1: know why, why I, does he know that hagrid was involved last time
2: did hagrid go to to jail um and then just is back at hogwarts and now it's like oh you know you're doing it again hagrid i guess we're taking you back to prison i just don't i don't understand this this scene i guess
1: it would well, it can't be that because someone died last time so surely if if he was arrested the first time he would have still been in azkaban or whatever because, like, this yeah. is, this is like, a traumatizing event for, like, the entire wizard community. Like, I don't think they would just, like, go, like, okay, well, you did your time and now you're back at Hogwarts. Like, I, I just don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, like, why does but, Cornelius Fudge know? Why is this on record?
2: It's also a, it's either a traumatizing event for the wizarding community or something that people think is a myth.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh, that's right. Because no one knew what the Chamber of Secrets was until the ghost bins man
2: it doesn't make any sense it doesn't yeah, work
1: is, yeah is this is this like wizard Nine Eleven or is this a mystery like like what like where in the cultural consciousness is this because yeah it it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work i and it's the more i'm thinking about it now the more i'm like cause I, I had not thought of it that way <laughs> and now it's like falling apart even more for me um also this is a petty uh uh observation but i'm gonna give myself one point for did not plan out all the books at once because dementors definitely were not uh thought of at this point because Hagrid's just like well i guess i'm going to prison someone needs to feed my dog like (laughs) does not seem all that torn up about it
2: yeah yeah he's not happy about it but i don't know i think like when he comes back he's fine also
0: um
2: the (laughs) the idea that cornelius fudge is there to come arrest hagrid and dumbledore walks into the hut and then at the same time lucius malfoy arrives at the castle asks someone where's dumbledore and someone's like oh out with cornelius fudge arresting hagrid and he follows them and shows up and is like dumbledore you are also fired
0: The the
1: image, the image of Lucius Malfoy walking all the way by himself to the (laughs) hut at night is super funny to me. Like, yes, just going for a stroll. Like, this whole thing is so, so stupid. They couldn't have sent an Auror? Like, the (laughs) Prime Minister has to make arrests here? Must
2: do something.
1: Um, yeah. Wow, like just top to bottom this chapter like i really liked the previous chapter for all its faults like i like i have problems with it but for the most part i was just happy to have some tension and like see the plot go somewhere and then to have immediately this chapter happen after it and like <laughs> just i don't know destroy all of that tension immediately is uh, disappointing
2: yeah and it puts us on the track for this the spider thing which i'm pretty sure it's also going to be a miserable chapter because the conclusion of that is like is them talking to a spider that's like no it wasn't me
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a this is a a bad this is just like a bad case in la noir is what i'm like we've we've changed what video game that that harry is stuck in here so first we were like oh he's like he's a bethesda guy uh, then we were like, maybe he's just stuck in a David Cage game, and this is a fucking mess. Now I'm convinced he's just in La Noir, and he just has to go and talk to all of the the people and yell at them hol- while holding his diary. Uh, and he's gonna doubt the spider until the spider, <laughs> what, like gets chased by the car, right? Like I don't fucking remember what happens. That
0: yeah, this book is yeah. a,
1: this book is a mess. It is a disaster. Uh, I'm gonna go on record and say that i am happy to be well not happy to be i'm not happy to be wrong that when we went into this we were like everyone hates this one are we gonna like it like no they're right this is not a good one
2: yeah i think people focus a lot on plot holes and to be sure there are those um but it's just it's just not not like well constructed it's it's not there's no there's very little tension uh the book spends half of its time trying to establish that racism is bad i i swear to god it thinks that it needs half of a book to do that mm-hmm. um
1: it, 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 the the book does not trust the audience is like no. the main thing is it, is it, it it is really hammering like like do you get it do you get that my fantasy racism is also like real racism like that's kind of what it feels like like it really wants to be sure that you know what what the story is a metaphor for
2: yeah and it it really wants you to know um and as a reader yeah we know but we also don't get to know what harry thinks at all ever no he is not in like i feel like maybe that's part of it like he is taken out of the story because it's it's too important that we the reader know that racism is bad.
1: But Harry so like, is not either. Either we're just supposed to assume that Harry, of course, believes that, or he just like has no opinion, has no learns nothing.
2: I, I said last week that this book could be written in second person, um, and I think that I think that that's what it is because I think it's supposed to be assumed that what we learn, Harry, also thinks, and it's very important that we think racism is bad because we need harry too as well
1: (laughs) yeah because we are are
2: just a stand-in for him yeah and
1: like that's and that's the yeah yeah, it's such a weird piece of of of, like flubbed social commentary i guess like i mean like of course i agree with the book's premise uh but the book doesn't really have anything to say especially because all of the characters are just white british people you know (laughs) Uh like well they wrote They wrote Dean Thomas out of the story. I guess Lee Jordan got to say something in this chapter. But like, other than that, every character who has been involved is like white British upper class boarding school student. And that's especially with where the house self stuff is going. Congratulations. You managed to write a white race story with only white people in it. Like congrats, like really impressive stuff
2: yeah so it's just just awful it's
1: not good I, it it, I, it does not handle the stuff well it does not earn any of this and i can't wait to get to the end so we can go to a different book yeah i feel i feel done with this book
2: well i i guess i i at least don't really have much more to say about that i guess that's kind of our our big yeah uh big critique here um there are some little things in this chapter that I do want to talk about that aren't aren't very important, um, but that weird section where they are getting their electives for next year I really liked. Uh, I like oh, yeah. the line about, about Hermione like like worrying and like what and like signing up for everything. That's a little bit of, of like fun foreshadowing for the next mm-hmm. book where she takes all the classes. Um, yeah, I like. like percy's little like self-important speech about how harry needs to know you know what he's gonna take based on what he likes because he's 13 um Mm -hmm. i don't know why harry doesn't know what he likes (laughs) at all um
1: harry seems really bored by magic already
2: it's wild i know that he's supposed to be like relate like very relatable like relatable kid and no one likes to study i guess but like care of magical creatures that sounds like so much fun
1: yeah fucking hell yeah um yeah that like that stuff is super cute though i i can't count how many times in my life i have gotten the percy speech from people <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. like that was very very relatable and, and very on point um yep. the, Her- the hermione foreshadowing is great uh i, I mean like, like basically it is it is the the one little nice slice of life scene that this chapter gets before we get plunged into the like fuck fest in Hagrid's hut. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: when... oh yeah, the fuck fest in Hagrid's hut. Um, that's what this chapter's <laughs> called.
1: <laughs> My favorite chapter.
2: <laughs> uh, number one, the Norbert chapter. Uh, number two, the fuck fest in Hagrid's hut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> uh, i guess i guess my other uh little thing from this chapter that i do want to point out and i and i think i have before in going through this book and, and it's mostly a callback to um when we talked a lot about satanism as it relates oh, yeah. to harry potter um mm-hmm. because the mandrake stuff is so funny and so fucked up and i like it a lot um oh it's it great was...
1: i love that, that like it was the first chapter we read this week there it's uh they're like get, they've got acne and they're moody right
2: uh-huh like
1: and and, and then now they're
2: throwing like a party in a greenhouse in this chapter um and yeah. then also i think they're because they're all presented as like like one or two lines about how like the mandrakes are, are growing up nicely so we'll be able to cure the pet the people who are petrified and it also serves to kind of um mark the passage of time but mm-hmm. I just really like this like rolled doll very like sinister like these plants are growing up and like have kind of human behavior <laughs> alive. And, and then it's like um like the moment they start trying to move into each other's pots we'll know they're fully mature and we'll chop them up and stew them. Like Yeah. I, I think that's that's cute and funny and a little bit that scary.
1: It stuff is very great, it's very creepy um it also unfortunately does make me think of the documentary we watched where jk rowling looked at like the medieval art of mandrakes and was like hmm they're not like my mandrakes i'm like thanks okay <laughs> you're right like someone else did come up with this before you but yes no yeah. that stuff is super funny um uh professor sprout i'm gonna say uh underrated player in this book actually The the scene with oh, her yeah early on where she was getting fed up with lockhart was great too um mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah and she she's kind of the character that is, is delivering these mandrake lines very uh she's very aloof and uh, yeah. just like it's the most ordinary thing in the world and i yeah. i i like that a lot um yeah.
1: so all the all the little details like all the little pieces of like comedy and world building and stuff are still there and still good like that's that's keeping reading this afloat for me for sure
2: yeah i the the main mystery is, is a train wreck the, the cute <laughs> set, set pieces are, are pretty good and uh the teach the teachers are funny yeah i think uh, honestly that's pretty much all i have to say about these couple chapters do you have any uh no, closing I think, thoughts
1: i think that's it for me too oh, fuck, I, oh sorry okay i pressed the button <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> pressed, this is our
2: musical episode.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so on that note, should, I guess we'll we'll take a break now. And yeah, uh, well,
2: yeah, that's great because I have I have a little musical game for you after this.
1: Excellent. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. We have to listen oh, to the God. whole thing now. <laughs>
2: Welcome back uh, for our musical episode. I want to say love is in the air since we did a kind of a it was Valentine's Day at Hogwarts. But I have to say that in the world of fan fiction, angst is in the air. Oh, no. Yeah. I, you know, I was hoping to find some a kind of romantic theme for this this episode. But but really, when you sit down, sit down to write some fan fiction, it's it does, it's usually not uh <laughs> Not fluffy, as as right. I'd say. Um right. I mean there is a there is a fair amount of fluff out there, but um we went a little angsty for this. Um I'm going to introduce you to the world of song fix.
1: Ooh.
2: Uh these are uh fan fictions they are typically pretty short but they're inspired by and oftentimes incorporate a song into the text Uh, my mental image of this is being like maybe 13 years old and like laying in your dark bedroom because you're just so full of angst and you're listening to like Avril Lavigne on your Walkman and you're like oh man this really reminds me of Draco and Harry
1: and this is a personal memory you're describing right now right
2: Oh, well, well yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been called out a little bit. Uh, so we've played this game before um, where, uh, you know, I I tell you some kind of... Um, like a summary of a fan fiction and like what it's called. And then I have you tell me what the pairing is going to be or tell you what what character I, I want you to kind of fill in the blank for. Uh, but this one is special because they are all song fics. Ooh, are you ready? So, I am so ready. You, so you'll be able to kind of um, think of the song... And maybe that'll give you a little clue, like, what character that makes you think of. Got it. If you, it, if you it. were laying in a dark bedroom uh, listening a to Walkman. the song on your Walkman. Okay. Um, so our, our first one, I'm just going to hit us, like, I don't know if I'm going to say easy for the game, but just, like, the most basic. This one is, the 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 fic is titled, Yesterday, The Beatles
0: okay
1: flying start fuck yeah Uh,
2: so uh and the summary is this and i'll and i'll have you fill in the blank blank wants to make things right with hermione after making a mistake part of the beatles challenge rated t in case the story continues
1: oh Uh, oh my okay uh i
2: i i will tell you that it didn't it didn't continue so it, it just doesn't quite earn its rating um And this is just a short one. It's just 936 words. Uh, But some of those words are these lyrics. I'm not going to sing them. I'm just going to say them out loud. Okay. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday.
1: That's honestly not far off from the song. Uh, Well, yeah. Rhythm-wise. (laughs) <laughs> you were you were almost singing there.
2: Yeah, it was my my interpretation. That's my my yeah. YouTube cover. My talk singing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So and, and I need to guess who who is who is singing these these Beatles lyrics.
2: Well, they're not singing them. It's it's just inspired by the like.
1: It's so, just so in a there. Song fic is like what happens when you want to make mm-hmm. an AMV but you don't have like okay, like the the software to make one right like like this is proto amv more or less
2: i i would describe it more like um you you know you're imagining a scene but you're imagining it as if it's very cinematic and this is the song that you would set to the scene right
1: got it okay um, so i'll read i'll read the
2: summary so so you can kind yeah. of plug that back in yeah, yeah. blank Wants to make things right with Hermione after making a mistake. I won't read the rest because it's just saying that it's a Beatles song.
1: <laughs> oh God, um,
2: this is a very emotional song.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> this could be fucking anyone. Um, Harry, is this Harry? Is this a Harry Hermione fic?
2: Do you think Harry would make a mistake?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> this is just a warm-up, uh, so no, it's Draco.
1: Oh, duh. Okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Draco makes <laughs> a lot of mistakes, too.
2: Um, I do like the idea that you, you imagine that Draco is singing this, and, and I do think that it's uh, kind of from his perspective, you know? He's yeah. wishing it was yesterday when he didn't yeah. make a mistake
1: uh, yeah yesterday when when i said something before i said something racist probably
2: yeah that yeah that's probably it um <laughs> <laughs> this one this next one is gonna be good because um it's set during chamber of secrets
1: oh hell yeah topical
2: um and it's the and the title of the the fic has the name that i'm gonna want you to say um, but it's possessive to the song name, so it's someone's Hallelujah.
1: Okay. Understand? Oh no. Yeah. Sure. So I need Got you. It. I
2: need you to tell me whose Hallelujah it is. Got it. Here's the description, and I'm going to try to say this without laughing. Okay. Okay. So so don't laugh until the end, please. Got it. A song. <laughs>
0: Uh this Had is to, a very sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah, this one is um it's very somber, so I don't I don't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. A song fic to Rufus Wainwright's Hallelujah. Okay. Blank's reflection on her first year at Hogwarts and on Harry. Okay. That's it.
1: Oh. First year at Hogwarts.
2: I just this one is 879 words. I think that the best part of this uh, is that it specifies that it is Rufus Wainwright's version of
1: Halloween. Yeah, not... <laughs> specifically the one from Shrek.
2: Uh, specifically the Shrek one. Um, <laughs> so, if you're listening to a different version...
1: You're listening please... to the Leonard Cohen joint? Come on, we're no. on that Shrek version.
2: No, yeah, we're on the Shrek version. Um...
1: Not the watchman version, the Shrek version.
2: There's a watchman version.
1: Watchmen has the original in it.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I did not watch watchman
0: who, who will watch who, the watchman Who watches not the Watchmen?
1: Not you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, this is Ginny, right? This is Ginny's yeah, first. Ginny. Shoot, yeah. yeah. This is Ginny's g- Hallelujah. Yep, um, it is
2: Ginny's Hallelujah. And we,
1: Ginny loves Shrek, is the thing. Um
2: uh, well, she has red hair just like Fiona. <laughs>
1: True <laughs> I think you just remembered more about Shrek than I did.
2: <laughs> I, well, you might be thinking of Shrek too because um she's an ogre in that one.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah, powerful, powerful stuff, the Shrek series
2: um <laughs> it really is so so we're we're one for two so far um yeah. number three is is part one in the two-part series um of of maroon five fix
1: <laughs> to be clear to be clear can you can you tell me about the very ominous way that's phrased on the actual fit because you did send me a screenshot of just this part yesterday oh, and it was very good
2: yeah yeah i uh let's see because it's it's extremely ominous um let me find it real quick because it's very very good
1: doesn't it just say like part one of of maroon five series yeah it's part
2: part one of maroon five series dot dot dot
1: Yeah, yeah and it doesn't tell you like that could be even though there are only two now they didn't put a cap on it. There could be more at any.
2: No, I. In fact, um, the way this is uh, formatted on uh, archive of our own, which is where I found this, it shows part one out of question mark.
1: Oh no, that's even scarier.
2: <laughs> so, but so far there are only two, and this is the first one, um, and it's titled "She Will Be Loved." I trust that you are familiar.
1: Uh, of course, yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> the summary of this one is. He walks around the castle every night. His fondest hope is just to run into her. And I'm going to tell you that her is Hermione. Got it. Um, This only has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six lines out of the song. So I will be reading them to you so you know which ones most encapsulate this. Thank you. Beauty Queen of Only Eighteen she oh, no. had some trouble with herself he all he was always there to help her she always belonged to someone else i drove for miles and miles and wound up at your door i've had you so many times but somehow i want more i didn't sing that
1: one either i'm i'm kissing my teeth here a little bit because <laughs> he's is driving this up. Some, <laughs> is this <some laughs> sn- is this is
2: this no i'm not putting gross ones in here okay
1: well, i should have i should have uh, <laughs> said was that in the beginning really, no gross stuff okay good i didn't like that um
2: no know. no nothing okay, gross good. okay
1: um that nothing case... gross
2: but the maroon five
0: song <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: okay in that case who fucking wanders... Around? No one's allowed to wander around at night, because cause McGonagall say two students out of bed in one night? This That's is the worst
2: thing I've ever seen in my entire time here.
1: Um, um, yeah. So not canon, first of all. Uh, None of this is canon. Ah, uh, boy. Um... I me mean, you're not gonna put two or would you put two Draco ones in here?
2: I'm very limited since I'm not putting any of the gross ones in,
1: yeah, that really narrows it down um <laughs> honestly i I was ready it was it's the the line at the beginning there the like beauty queen eighteen I was like, oh oh, hey How old is this fella? hey
2: that establishes that she's eighteen in this fiction,
1: okay, fair enough yeah okay, fair enough, um, just right out of the gate who <laughs> harry and ron both drive the car uh (laughs) (laughs) that's the clue i'm hinging on here um just driving the car through the halls i'm gonna i'm gonna go long here i'm gonna i'm gonna take a a a running leap at a at a wild guess here is it neville
2: i wish it was neville but no you're on the right track to begin with it's draco
1: oh god really Uh,
2: yeah i I always underestimate that draco yeah, I feel like um, uh, I need you to get into the headspace of just yeah. realizing how um, Draco is represented as listening to very emotional, yeah. Songs. That makes
1: yeah, that makes sense. That makes he sense. He has a
2: rich internal life.
1: <laughs> Neville's probably into some really cool stuff. Neville Neville's into like I don't know, harsh noise or something. I I bet me and Neville would would have a good time talking about music. Not Draco. Draco, yeah. Yeah.
2: Sure. Alright. Well, we're moving on to number four. All right. And this one is called Wild Horses. That's by the Rolling Stones. It doesn't oh, say okay, but I'm just Rolling I'm Stones just gonna tell the, you.
1: I was thinking, well, who's drive by Love Her for Me, but not that one. Nope,
2: not that one. It's it's <laughs> okay. the Rolling Stones one. Okay. Um, All right. This is about three thousand words. And the summary oh,
1: Jesus.
2: That's not that much.
1: For a song fic.
2: Yeah, I guess so. It's a long song.
1: Yeah, many okay. verses. That's true.
2: Um, <laughs> the summary is a birthday surprise, the promise of a summer of love, Ooh. one happy memory before that fateful spring when everything changed forever.
1: Everything so, changed forever. Everything
2: changed forever. God um, damn. So, this is Lily and someone. Oh. Set boy. to wild horses. Oh boy. Do you want a little lyrics refresher? No. Are you I'm sure?
1: Well, oh, okay. Yeah, tell me which ones I've, they picked. I've, ha- yeah. I've
2: hand picked um, what I feel are the most um, relevant to the story. Got it. Got it. Faith has been broken. Tears must be cried. Let's do some living after we die. get it because lily's dead
1: yeah yeah i, I remember that happened um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay and 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 what is summer that everything changed forever um is this snape is this yep. is this yep. oh, oh, yeah oh, oh yeah it. i nailed it nailed it
2: so um part of this is that i'm i'm really uh establishing like whenever you are somewhere that's playing wild horses, because I'm, I'm assuming you don't kind of sit and listen to wild horses of your own volition.
1: Um, <laughs> Not a huge Rolling Stones fan. I got to admit, uh,
2: but I'm sure you'll encounter it um, yeah. somewhere. And I just, I just want you to think of, of Snape and Lily to add to, add to the experience. thinking of
1: Snape and Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Angrily.
2: All right. Uh, this one might be a tough one. Um, <laughs> thank you uh that's like our that should be our in between music between rounds thank you okay um uh but this one is serious
1: okay wait serious black no okay
2: it's serious with an e Got it. um it's entitled save myself Ooh. can you tell me who that is i'm not i i guess i'll come clean to the 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 fans um i'm not a big music buff specifically like popular songs i don't i don't really know so i am curious if when i you say like save Carly myself you ray
1: jepson's masterpiece emotion
2: i know it's all i listen to okay yeah and the only <laughs> song they play at the grocery store is call me maybe which is not on that album um but but the but i'm just curious if when i say save myself if you're like oh yeah that song
1: not really honestly okay
2: okay uh well this is an ed sheeran song
1: were you trying to get me to like cop to listening to ed Sheeran? <laughs>
2: yeah yeah that was a trick um so <laughs>
1: was, were you doing a dirty trick on me <laughs> to try and get me to say like oh yeah i know that oh one. yeah ed sheeran oh um, yeah
2: i don't know i don't know if this is like the radio ed sheeran song
1: no the radio ed sheeran song is that stupid shape of you song with the uh, the steel drums oh
2: yeah because i i did look for one um based on that and unfortunately i could not find one but i I did find this one
1: yeah i i like i know that you you don't keep up with with popular music that much but i was gonna say i i know you would know that one because that is like you just mentioned like music you hear at the grocery store that is like like the peak of grocery store core you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, don't worry. Uh, even though we don't know this song, I did pick out some lyrics from the text um, so that you Got can it. get kind of an idea. And, and, and when I read them, you can just um, imagine what Ed Sheeran sounds like. So um, imagine that you're hearing it in his voice, but you can't really hear the words he's saying because he's kind of a mumbler. It's true. Um, I, I will read the summary of this first, which is not related to the song. After the war, Harry was manipulated to sing in a charity party at Hogwarts. How would he use the
1: <laughs> good?
2: How would he use the situation to his side? Parentheses, kind of Hermione bashing. Oh my God! What? Inspired by inspired by the Ed Sheeran song.
1: <laughs> Ed Sheeran hates Hermione. That's a little known fact. Just
2: a little Hermione bashing. Um, so here are some lyrics to, to um. Save Myself by Ed Sheeran uh, that are in the body of this of this. Okay, got it. I gave all my oxygen to people that could breathe. I gave away my money and now we don't even speak. I drove miles and miles. But would you do the same for me? Oh, honestly, offered off my shoulder. I feel like I copied and pasted this directly. This seems like a typo to me. Um, So I'm assuming offered my shoulder just for you to cry upon gave you constant shelter and a bed to keep you warm. They gave me the heartache and in return I gave a song. It goes on and on, but that's that's where my lyrics end. I'm not gonna keep going.
1: A lot of driving uh to meet people in the in these songs.
2: Yeah, I think songs <laughs> probably talk about driving more than we might expect. Yeah. But it doesn't you don't really <laughs> notice it until it's it's, it's Harry it's Potter and out. they don't drive.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah they don't drive they don't listen to future (laughs) they
2: no they definitely don't um so harry's feeling feeling angsty you know he gave all his oxygen to people that could breathe he gave away all his money a little bit i don't know when he gives all his money away
1: maybe it's just in this a criticism i have of harry in fact is that he doesn't really give anyone any money even though he's he's loaded
2: does did ed sheeran give all his money away
1: absolutely not no way no fucking way are you kidding me
2: it's weird it's weird that that's in there
1: i mean the only other ed sheeran song i really know like things about besides this and the the steel drum song is there's the one where he's really mad at his ex-girlfriend for dating someone who has tattoos and like (laughs) so he just (laughs) seems like a great guy honestly um um so okay so he's singing the song We he's yep. mad at hermione uh-huh am i guessing who he's trying to win over instead is yeah that...
2: yeah okay. yeah he's, he's trying to win someone over i do have a little um this is uh, a little bit of extraneous information uh because it's not related at all to what the like main pairing of this is but okay. i will say in the tags <laughs> One of them is just Snape adopts Harry Potter.
1: Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> oh no! What a nightmare!
2: Um, which, to be fair, is not as weird as it might sound. Like that—that that is a pretty common, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: kind of story. But that it's in here on a, like an unrelated kind just of story. To provide, just to it's just to color like,
1: that some, provide some, some flavor, I guess, you know. Yeah,
2: this is, this is a world where Harry's singing at a charity auction. Okay. Uh, or excuse me, a charity party at Hogwarts, and at some point in the past, not related to the story, Snape did adopt him. Okay. So this is, I am, this is uh, a whimsical story, I would say.
1: Yeah, this is, um.
2: Some whimsy, and I would say Ed Sheeran's pretty whimsical.
1: He is. Um. <sighs> Is this Luna? Is he singing to Luna Love I
2: can't believe you got that!
1: <laughs> am I wait, am I right? Is it Luna? How'd you know? Um, I I I'm gonna be honest. Uh I was I was completely stuck until you said whimsy and I was like, oh wait a second. <laughs> uh yeah okay am i right so so it's so it's luna oh it is luna i gave that one
0: i gave
2: that one away a little bit
1: a little bit but i i did it
2: okay well i've got one more for you all right this is kind of a challenge round but i had to include it
0: because the
2: the whole story this is this is the only one in our list that is a um multi-chapter story. It's about 75,000
1: oh, words. Ooh, okay.
2: Um the whole story is called Cold Play.
1: Oh, no.
2: <laughs> I'm just going to I'm um you're familiar with Cold Play, right? I
1: am very familiar with Cold Play. Yes.
2: Oh, so you're a big fan.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs>
2: uh so i'll read the summary of this of this story yeah Songfic. fic parentheses yes really series okay. that mostly follows canon up to the end of order of the phoenix this was inspired by several songs by the band coldplay the, so that's what i called the series
1: right all right i'm ready and
2: i just and i'm just gonna need you to guess one pairing oh and there no. are two and there are two uh, oh, okay, second... I
1: was expecting this was going to be one of those ones where it's just like a laundry list of of pairings.
2: No, no, there's just two. Uh, okay. But I just pulled the song that was in the first chapter that doesn't include the second one. Okay. Um, so the song is Spies by Coldplay. Are you familiar?
1: Mm, not super, but kind of.
2: I, I kind of... I. I I don't know any Coldplay songs, so I'm assuming this is someone that's listening to the Coldplay CD on their Walkman and listens to all the Coldplay songs, not just the ones they have to listen to in the grocery store. Um, (laughs) You know at
1: least one Coldplay song. (laughs) Because you know the one that has the Minecraft parody with like 8 million views.
2: Uh, Yeah, but I learned it through the Minecraft parody. Okay, Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'll read some lyrics from this song, uh, just just as a little refresher. Got it. I said, "What do I know? Show me the right way to go." And the spies came out of the water. But you're feeling so bad because you know that the spies hide out in every corner. But you can't touch them though, because they're all spies. They're all spies.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, is that what? I mean, Coldplay is one of those bands where it just kind of washes over me a little bit, and I like can't hear the lyrics because it's always like this. And like I. I didn't know that that's how that song actually went, and that's very that's a song, I guess well, yeah,
2: when I was compiling this, I was like, Well, I guess I could sing these, right, um, and there are some that I could sing, like I, I'm like, yes, I could do yesterday, I could do hallelujah, I could probably do wild horses, but for these, like a cold play song, like i could I could prepare and I could listen to the song, but there's no way I could. Could like think of the tune? I can't. I cannot. I cannot think of a tune from Coldplay because they're all the same.
1: Um, hang on. There's at least one you can think of because again, if if you spend some time in grocery stores, you will definitely hear the dun 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 dun
2: dun. Is that not every Coldplay song?
1: Oh, it might as well be, but yeah um i used to rule the world oh god
2: oh no oh yeah yeah i guess that's the one that i could sing i won't though
1: no i did um
2: that's why you're (laughs) you're braver than me (laughs) oh
1: boy okay so one pair is there anything else any other any other info so i it's it's up no i'll
2: tell i'll tell you one one uh, half of the pairing is harry
1: okay and it's set after order of the phoenix or up to mm-hmm. order of the phoenix
2: uh so it follows canon up until order of the phoenix okay. and then it keeps going and
1: you know the path diverges. Um, song is spies oh is this cho chang is this is this some, is this a cho chang bashing fic she's a spy
2: i really uh well no it's not that fits way more for <laughs> sure <laughs> uh i i think this is like a like a fan fiction literacy thing because what you don't know is that um Cho chang might as well just not exist
1: <laughs> oh yeah i know i know that the fans hate Cho chang
2: Right. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. This is this is a seven. I'll I'll give you another guess because this is like a seventy five thousand word. Got it. Romance between these two characters. It's an angsty romance, but it is a romance.
1: so Draco? Is this another oh, yeah. Draco? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah?
2: it's Draco. Yeah. Fuck yes.
1: Oh, I'm so good at this. Yep. Draco's also a spy. That's yeah. incredible. I'm.
2: Do you, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah i was thinking that like the obvious answer would be snape since he's a literal spy so i thought that would be kind of like a, a little bit of a red herring but i did say that there i put no gross no gross no gross so, ones yeah um there is a second pairing do you want to just throw out a
1: yeah give me a, a wild hint. guess I'll, I, yeah yeah sure
2: i'll say it's 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 a uh, it's two girls okay that's my hint
1: Oh, that's that's it. That's what, what, all I'm getting. Um, I told you to throw
2: out a wild a wild guess. Um, just think of a Coldplay song and imagine <laughs> who it could be. I was be. To ask,
1: what, what Coldplay song would it? Uh, uh,
2: I can't think of a Coldplay
1: song. Do two girls ever talk to each other in Harry Potter? <laughs> um
2: they haven't so far i don't think
1: like millicent Bulstrode and hermione got in a fight yep um yeah millicent
2: Bulstrode does put hermione head- in a headlock this book i don't i, I guess hermione probably talks <laughs> with her dorm mates off screen
1: i'm just like trying to think rack my brains and think if, if two girls have spoken to each other in these books so far
2: if maybe if you count like hermione talking to mcgonagall yeah. But now now that I think of that, I don't even think that I think that we've had Hermione being happy at classroom praise, but I don't think there's been a like an actual conversation that we get to see.
1: Okay. Um I'm just going to th- throw like this this is probably a softball cuz it's probably really easy, but like Her- Hermione Ginny.
2: Yep, that's it.
1: Fuck yes. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> I'm so good at this.
2: All right. Let me t- let me t- tally this up for you.
1: All right, I didn't do so hot at the beginning, but.
2: Well, that that's all right. So you got, Jenny's Hallelujah. You got, wild horses.
1: <laughs> Snape's wild horses.
2: You got the Ed Sheeran one, which was shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here's the tally music.
0: <laughs> now
2: I'm just listening to this. Um, so I think including like our bonus hard, hard mode, you got full points. You made oh, up wow. for your, for your, oh, I, made um, up. I made up for my, mm-hmm. my
1: transgression. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Wow. Yep.
2: Well Hell done. Yeah.
1: Well this done. Shrieking
2: shack first
1: yeah this is the first time i've i've done well on one of these i think fantastic
2: well done i i knew that um uh the music would would help the music the would music, move you
1: yeah the mu- thank you yeah music uh-huh. is my life <laughs> <Music will move. laughs> incredible well speaking of music that's going to be my transition Put put a pin in that. That's that's my transition <laughs> this episode. Speaking Perfect. of music, our theme song, our theme music is Hot mcgonagall by Cheshire Moon. Check them out on Bandcamp. Uh if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash shriekcast. And uh as always, if you leave us a review on iTunes, that is always a huge help. Uh what is our reading for next week?
2: So next week we're doing chapter fifteen, entitled aragog and chapter sixteen, The Chamber of Secrets.
1: Ooh, that's the title of the book too
2: yeah so maybe that one will be good
1: yeah uh (laughs) i doubt (laughs) it but but uh we are we are marching along um and uh you know what i've 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 been pleading with myself for once on this one but we're so (laughs) close to the end and i see better books on the horizon please read another book
2: please read another book (laughs)
0: <laughs> Find all shapes and sizes if you go into the dream but there's a lady there makes ocean roll seem tame better know what you're after if you catch a eye because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise